It's another new week, and there are a lot of very important games for the local hockey team this week, starting on Tuesday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But to start today's episode, we're going to get into a couple of thoughts from the game on Saturday against the Florida Panthers, plus why Mike Sullivan is making a massive mistake in taking P.O. Joseph out of the lineup. It looks like he's making a massive mistake for Tuesday night's game against the Blue Jackets. That's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. So <clears throat> Penguins four-game winning streak comes to an end on Saturday. A 4-1 to defeat to the Florida Panthers. Let's just be real here. Penguins laid an egg in that game. Uh, they, they look like crap, I would say, throughout. It was a very boring first period for the most part. The first 15, 16 minutes. Nothing really happened. Then the Panthers started to get some quality chances. Penguins gave up a late goal in the period. And then, you know, it kind of just snowballed. And in the second, they go down by two. They get one back on the five on three. Miss an easy chance to make it uh, 2 2. Sid gets absolutely robbed by Sergei Rovska. I thought he shanked it at first. And then the Panthers went on to win or score, make it 3 1. And then they went on to win 4 1. A little bit of a chippy game, kind of like an old school one. Um, Sasha Barkov with a very Dirty play on Chris saying I will never stand for players. Just even if it's an accident, which I know it was, <clears throat> Sasha's not a dirty player, but you know, lifting his stick up and just slapping him in, you know, the balls. <laughs> that's that's you know where the sun don't shine is the other way to say it. Um, that that kind of play just doesn't belong in the sport. I think it's very dirty. Um, I'm not surprised that there's no fine for it. Um, but you know, that's just a kind of play that's very annoying. But um. Just not a good performance at all from the Penguins. And, you know, uh, you know, pe- pe- people are obviously very quick to blame the goaltending. And I get it. You know, Casey DeSmith has been very inconsistent this season. That's not, you know, a surprise here or anything. But, you know, you look at overall five on five, the Penguins lost the battle in shot attempts, only had 40% of the scoring chances, 40% of the high danger chances, only 33% of the expected goals. If you go to all situations, Penguins lost the battle on shot attempts as well. Only had 36% of the scoring chances, 36% of the high danger chances, and 35% of the expected goals. Um, That's not going to win you any games in this league. I don't care if you're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Anaheim Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, Chicago, even the Chicago Blackhawks. Maybe you could get away with it against them because they're icing probably one of the worst lineups I've ever seen in my life. But against probably any other team, you're not going to get away with that. Uh, Penguins just looked brutal in this game offensively defensively the power play penalty kill goaltending um everything about their game stunk on saturday and you know i'm not really super upset about it because they got the four points to start the road trip you know they they beat the predators a team they should beat they beat the tampa bay lightning a game that you know no one probably not many people i think expected them to win but they were able to still win it um Yes, it is annoying that they had another chance to really bury a playoff contender. They didn't do it, but the Penguins still have very good math 
right now. They, um, in terms of the you know the battle for the wild card spots, the Penguins have the best odds uh, to get wild card one. They have going into today, Money Puck had them at eighty eight percent to get in the playoffs. Some people may think it's a little bit high, but you know, look at the math, look at their schedule down the stretch. Eleven of their final 20, 20 plus games here are against non playoff teams. That factors into it. So, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I'm not really super worried about them after this loss, though. It is a little concerning that the Penguins play like a much different team in front of Casey DeSmith than they do in front of Tristan Jari. And this was actually um, backed up by Adam Gretz, a pro. Well, he used to work for Pro Hockey. He does stuff for Pennsburg, uh, the Athletic, and Bleacher Report. This was very, very interesting. I'm giving him the full credit here, so because even he um, looked into it. So the Penguins. They only have a 451 save percentage when Casey DeSmith is the goalie of record this season. When Tristan Jari is in net, that's it's their Penguins record, 693 winning percentage. And as Adam notes, Tristan Jari is not having a ridiculous season here. I mean, he's what, 915, 916, has only saved two goals above expected this season. But The fact of the matter is they play so much better in front of their starter. I have to think it's probably because um, they feel like they have to make that extra play for DeSmith because they can't rely on him to make the saves that Jari can. Whereas regards to Jari, you know, they can simplify a little bit. They know he's going to be there to be their rock and all that stuff. And Adam took those numbers and compared it to all of some of the other teams around the league. So, in terms of point percentage, 693 for the Penguins, 451 for the backups. That is a minus 242 points percentage. That's the largest one in the league, the biggest negative gap in point differential from their starting goalie to their backup goalie. Detroit, 590 for their starter, 361 for their backup. Dallas, 704, 500. New Jersey, 785 to 596. Seattle, 689 to 500. You get my drift here, right? Even the Rangers, 677 for Igor Shesterkin. They're 500 when Halak plays. Carolina, 833 with their starter, 679 with their backups like Ronta and Pure Kochekov. Even Colorado, 651, 500. <clears throat> Boston, 878, 760. That's just, you know, Boston's something else. But just look, that is how bad the backup goaltending position has cost the Penguins this season. I was okay with bringing to Smith back because, you know, look at the other options. It was like, eh, you know, not, you know, some of the other options were just kind of the same. But in hindsight, it almost feels like they should have almost went with another option because they are getting killed whenever it's to Smith or in the rare appearances for, from Dustin Tokarski this season. You know, they've also gotten killed when he's been in the net as well. Uh, that just goes to show, you know, outside of those core players, Tristan Jari is the most important player to this team. He is the only shot they have when it comes to somehow making a dark, a deep run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. If he is not playing up to par or if he is not healthy, they are not going anywhere. And they may not go anywhere even if he's in the lineup. Trust me, they'll be underdogs against whoever they play if they make the playoffs. But they need him for the rest of this season. They have. I read. I read this from um, Josh Yoey today. They have a. Um, if I can pull this up here, um, on my, on my, on my phone, um, I, I have. Oh, I, I should have done this 
earlier if I can do this here. Okay. <clears throat> if you look at how many starts, so the Penguins have recorded at least a point in 24 of their 31, in 24 of Jari's 31 starts this season. His record's not even that good. It's 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 not. It, it's really it's 19 and 7 and 5. That, that, that's a 114-point pace, which is awesome. But still 19 wins, 12 losses overall, but still 24 of 31 games. That's good. They need him to stay healthy. Saturday, he was sick. You know, that's fine. That's whatever. But man, they need him to stay healthy. They need to have the Smith start as little as possible here down the stretch. And I'm not trying to say that to go after DeSmith. I'm saying that because Tristan has not played that much this season. Last year was a little bit different because it seemed like he was starting every game and he was getting gassed and then he got hurt. This season, it's only been 31 games. Penguins have 20 plus games left. He needs to start the majority of these down the stretch if they want to make the playoffs. It's really as simple as that. I, I, I've, I've, you know, I, trust me. It's weird that they play a lot better in front of him than they do to Smith. It should be just the same for both. But for some reason, they they, they just they play better in front of their starter. So um, that's going to be something to really monitor here um, da- down the stretch. And, you know, again, you know, if, if they had maybe had a better backup going into this season, you know, who, who knows where they would be? As I was saying, who knows where they would be right now um, in terms of the standings? So wanted to get that off my chest a little bit here to start the show but yeah they laid an egg it's whatever you move on game coming up tomorrow night we're going to preview that coming up but first why is mike sullivan making a big mistake with potentially benching poj for the columbus game i'm gonna have your answer for that coming up right after this commercial break but before we get to that it is time to talk about athletic Greens, our next partner, has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I didn't have time in the morning. I want a better gut health, more energy when I would be waking up. I, I don't really like taking pills and vitamins and all that stuff. So what is this? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're resorting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special band of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. It's also lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Also costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It also has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and is recommended by numerous professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and army immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is, is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we're back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I, I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Penguins. And thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So <clears throat> Penguins practiced at PBG Paints Arena today. Uh, everyone was there to take Jake Gensel, but do not worry. Um, Jake will be in the lineup on Tuesday. Had a little bit of a maintenance day. That usually just means that... Um, Player is just a little banged up, but he's, he, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, but we saw the lines today. Uh, Heinen moved up with Crosby and Raquel. He'll move back down. Zucker, Malkin, Russ. 
Drew O'Connor with Mikhail Granlin and Jeff Carter. Ryan Paling with Nick Benino and Josh Archibald. Would not expect to see Paling in this game. Was mostly non-contact at practice today. Who knows when he's going to be available. Defensively is where we got it a little different. Ryan Jumu with Chris Letang. Marcus Patterson with Jeff Petrie. Dimitri Kulikov with Jan Ruda. P.O. Joseph skating on the extra pairing with Chad Ruedel. By all indications, that means P.O. Joseph, who has been very good all year, is going to be a healthy scratch for Dmitry Kulikov. And I... To say that I disagree with that would be a, a big understatement. P.O. Jo- I know who I would take out of the lineup. P.O. Joseph is not that guy. His defensive metrics... Okay, they've been not, not, not bad this season, but offensively as where he has really shined. And a lot of people didn't expect him to. You know, you look at his step numbers overall this season. He ranks in the 89th percentile in terms of um, defensemen for even strength offense, 68th percentile for finishing, 93rd percentile for primary assist per 60 minutes. It means only 7% of his peers rank better than him. 68th percentile for goals per 60. Also draws a lot of penalties. Even strength defense, it does go away a little bit. So 15th percentile in terms of that. So a lot of his peers are better defensively. But, you know, he's still played really well in his first NHL season. And I get it. You didn't, excuse me, you didn't get Kulikov to put him on the bench. It's fine. I think he could potentially be... You know, a little bit better than what he showed in Anaheim. You know, he was playing on the worst defensive team in the league this year. The Ducks stink. He was also playing on the top pairing. That's just that's just not the way to go here, people. But when it comes to this team, if you are taking somebody out of this lineup, it needs to be Brian Dumlin. That said, I know why Mike Sullivan is not taking Brian Dumlin out. Number one, loyalty. He's very loyal to him. He was, you know, he was here when Sullivan was originally brought up from Wilkesbury to be the full-time head coach when Mike Johnston was fired. He won the two cups with him. He's played a lot of hockey for this team. That I think is the main reason why he won't take him out of lineup, especially on the top pair. Number two, he has played a little bit better as of late. So I don't, you know, some of those mistakes have been have been cleaned up a little bit. So I think that's another reason. And I think a third reason, you know, POJ, again, you know, he doesn't have like that experience that other players would have where, you know, they're not going to come out of the lineup. Those are my top reasons for why it's not Brian Dumoulin. Again, it should be Dumoulin, but it's unfortunate that it's not. And this just goes to show how weird, I, I guess, the Penguins player evaluation has been, you know, this season. I mean, in terms of all the defensemen this season, you know, the top seven at least, in terms of expected goals, Chris Letang, first on the team, 56.5% of the on-ice expected goals when he's on the ice. Second, when P.O. Joseph is on the ice, the Penguins have 56% of the expected goals. Brian Dumoulin, in terms of that, is seventh among all Penguins defensemen with a 41.8% expected goals rate. <clears throat> it's dumb. It is stupid that he is not coming out of the lineup. Point blank. And... This has nothing to do with, oh, well, I'm sure people will say, like, you got to have a balanced decor. You don't want any more offense than defense. I get those kind of thoughts. I do. But by taking POJ out, you lose offense. Because at that point, I'm sorry, 
Chris Letang and Jeff Petrie are the only two defensemen that are going to bring actual offense to the table. Marcus Pedersen, okay, okay, he can he can a bit as well, but it's not as much as P.O. Joseph, not this season at least. Brian Dumoulin, you're never going to get offense with him. Jan Ruda, you're not going to get offense from him either. Dmitry Kulikov, you'll get some stouty defensive work. Again, he's a left-handed version of Jan Ruda. I know why they, they, they got him. They want better defensive awareness in their own zone, and, and they feel like he can do that job. But <clears throat> by adding that, you're also sacrificing more offense from your blue and line, which I, which is, I don't like that. With the top six that you have right now, minus Kulikov, you have a healthy balance with P.O. Joseph, Chris Letang, and Jeff Petrie providing the offense, and then Brian Dumoulin, Jan Ruda, and Marcus Pedersen providing the defense, and Pedersen can provide a little bit of offense as well. Now, if you substitute Dumoulin, it gets even better because Kulikov can provide you that defense. So can Jan Ruda, and so can Marcus Pedersen. So, you know, I'm sure this is going to be flip-flopped back and forth throughout the season, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. I don't. I very much disagree with Mike Sullivan on this. I disagree with the, with the general manager and the president of hockey operations on this, and I think it's dumb. I just don't see a reason to, you know, <clears throat> saw a young player's development just to put a veteran in there who, I'm sorry, has really not, ha- not had that good of a year. And while also in the same time, keeping another veteran in there who has probably, ha- pro- not probably, who has had the worst season of his career to date. It, it just, it boggles my mind. It's a very dumb player evaluation process. I'm not a fan of it. And, <clears throat> um, you know, it's, it's, it's just dumb. And, and I'm sure people are going to say like, oh, it's one game. It's one game. No, like it, it's not one game. Like Mike Sullivan, I am as big of a fan of him as you know there is, but he's made some really weird deployment uh, deployments this season. He continually has iced Jeff Carter in the final minutes of regulation and tied games. He's iced that line with three minutes left when you're down by a goal. He's iced Brian Dumoulin out. On six on five situations, which makes no sense. Same with Jeff Carter. That blind loyalty is not right to me. I don't care how long you've been here. If you're not playing well, not going to be in the lineup. That should be that should really be, be as, as simple as that. I mean, remember when John Marino, when he came up here and surprised everyone, and Jim Rutherford said, "Yeah, like he was playing so well in camp and preseason, so we had to trade at the time Eric Goodbranson." I'm not saying you have to trade, but you can't trade Brian Dumoulin now, but why can't he get out of the lineup? I'm sorry. I don't care if he's playing top three minutes. POJ's outplayed him this season. So, you know, de- de- definitely a little bit frustrating. Um, I'm hopeful that he'll be back in the lineup, you know, later this week into the weekend with some more big important games coming up. But yeah, de- definitely not a fan of that um, to say the least. Um, what I would do for the playoffs, honestly, <clears throat> at this point, I would run Kulikov with whoever, maybe bump up Pedersen to Latang, Kulikov with Petrie. And then if you want to do Joseph and Ruda, you could do that. That's that's what I would do. I wouldn't even have Brian Dumoulin Brian in my top six. I mean, well, if, if Kulikov plays well, I should say that. If he if he plays well, I would have him be in there over Dumoulin full-time. But if he doesn't, just keep Dumoulin in there again. You know, I, I argued this past weekend that – I'm not really sure if Kulikov is better than any of their six defensemen. I still don't know if he really is. Again, the only argument that you could probably have is Brian Dumoulin. But, you know, if he plays well and, and looks to be playing better than Dumo is, that's the change that I would make <clears throat> heading into the playoffs if this team does get in. 
But that wraps up the second segment. Coming up to end the show, going to preview the game on Tuesday and why these are two points that the Penguins need to have as they are playing one of the worst teams in the league. But before we get to that, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all that fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They are very delicious, so you won't think they're good for you. They're also perfect for your New Year's resolution. I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. They only have 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Head to your nearest Walmart today, Sam's Club, go in and grab some cookies and cream bars, double chocolate, brownie butter, churro. You can thank me later when it comes to that. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Amherst Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, Penguins, Blue Jackets, Tuesday night at PBG Paints Arena. I have to see if we're going to go to the game. have not fully decided yet. But uh, the third the third meeting between these two teams this season, the Penguins have won the previous two, both in pretty blowout fashion. Um, Jackets come into this game as one of the worst teams in the league. The Penguins have to get their two points here. The schedule this week sets them up to get some major wins. They have the Blue Jackets on Tuesday. Massive game against the Islanders on Thursday. You have to win that game, especially to try to bury them a little bit. Flyers on Saturday. Rangers on Sunday. Then next week, two more games against the Rangers. A lot of Metro games coming up here. Penguins have played really bad against the Metro this season. They've lost, what, eight or nine in a row against this division, which is ridiculous because they usually play very well against the Metro. It's time to get back on track and win games that you are supposed to win, especially against a team like the Blue Jackets and a team like the Flyers on Saturday. Penguins also have a five-game homestand starting on Tuesday. This is where you got to make a move in the standings. I will also say six out of their next eight are at PPG Paints Arena. Again, Perfect opportunity for this team to keep, you know, the good times rolling. They've won four of the last five. They've been playing some really good hockey as of late. Let's get into the lineup from what you can expect against the Blue Jackets. Johnny Goudreau, Boone Jenner, and then Kirill Marchenko, Kent Johnson, Jack Roslovich, Patrick Lane, Eric Robinson, Cole Sillinger, Matthew um, Olivier, Liam Fowdy, Lane Peterson, and then Emil Benstrom. Obviously, the one guy to look out for is Johnny Goudreau. He's having another very good season. Yes, the jokes write themselves that he signs with Columbus and the team is already really bad. But, you know, that's going to be a team that's looking to get better um, as soon as next season. You know, he 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 can score at any time. Patrick Lane has a ridiculous release. He's having a decent season. Boone Jenner has given the Penguins fits in the past. <clears throat> um, defensive pairings, you know, Tim Burney, Eric Goodbranson, Nick Blankenberg, Andrew Peake, Adam Boquist um, are down there. A really bad defensive core. I mean, it also doesn't help that Zach Wierenski is basically done for the year. Uh, Jake Bean is out, Sean Corrales, Justin Danforth. Um, you know, they they have some pretty serious injuries right now that the Penguins should be able to destroy that defensive group. And then goaltending-wise, Michael Hutchinson and Elvis Merzlikens are the goalies because remember Jonas Corposalo was in an traded to the Los Angeles Kings. I assume that um Merzlikens is going to go. I was trying to see, I don't think Columbus are they playing tonight on Monday night? No, they are not. So um <clears throat> I would assume. It'll be mercy against he started the first two games against the Penguins. Hasn't really played that well, but the Penguins should have the goalie matchup in their favor because I think Tristan Jarry is going to start. I mean, I don't think he's sick at this point. 
Um, probably just had a little bit of a cold. Uh, Penguins have dominated the recent stretch of games against the Blue Jackets. Um, 17 and 3 and 1 in their last 21 games against them. They've also won seven straight games overall against the Blue Jackets, dating back to December of 2019. Um, a win would also ensure the Penguins will win the season series with the Blue Jackets. Um, they've only lost the season series once to the Jackets at that game in 2014-15. Um Sidney Crosby has destroyed the Jackets in his career, 48 points in 36 career games. Um, they've also scored three or more goals in five of their last 18 games against the Blue Jackets. And Tristan Jari, another fun stat for you all, 6-1 and one versus Columbus, 1.65 goals against average and a 9.44 save percentage. Um, this has been a big brother, little brother rivalry for a long time. Penguins, they don't just have to show up here. They have to, they have to put together a solid 60 minutes, get the power play working, the home road split, is something that I will never understand. On the road, the power play is like six to eight percent. At home, it's about fifteen to sixteen percent, something like that. So <clears throat> it's still a little bit below average at home, but it's a lot better. You got to get that back on track. Just the special teams in general, I think, need to be a lot better. Tristan Jari needs to continue his play up against the Jackets, and you know, would really like to see Jake Ensel get back to scoring. Um, you look at the numbers, and he's at a point per game this season. So you're like, oh, okay. Usually that's not bad, but he hasn't looked right. And I think all of you probably recognize that he's not scoring like he used to. Even when he's getting chances, he's missing wide open nets. Um, I don't know if it's been an injury that he's been battling with all year. I know he had the maintenance day on Monday. Something just doesn't seem right with him. Um, I really can't put my finger on it, but I would like to see a big game from him for this one. If the Penguins want to win um, this game, curious to see how Kulikov fits in, assuming that he does, um, Draw in, I, I think he will. Obviously, what I talked about in my, in my second segment. Um, you know, Penguins just have to control the game at five on five. You know, that's obviously where most of the game is played. Limit the chances that Goudreau and Line will get. They're on separate lines. Um, and I mean, that, that's really all I have in terms of winning this game against the Jackets. It's two points they need to get. Um, you win that game. Um, you potentially go one point up on the Islanders heading into Thursday's huge game at PPG Paints Arena, a one where you're going to have to win. The Islanders are still without Matt Barzell right now. Um, this is a big opportunity this week for this team, especially if they want to make the playoffs. This is where you want to make your move. A lot of home games here to start the month, a lot of home games in general for this whole month. Let's see if they can start off start off in a good way for this homestand. Tuesday night at PPG Paints Arena against a Blue Jackets team that has been really and I mean <clears throat> really bad this season. So that does it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Really appreciate all of you listening. I'll be back with another episode for you all tomorrow night after the game against Jackets. We'll fully recap that game and that get you set for Thursday's game against the Islanders. That'll be for Wednesday. But thank you all so much for listening. Hope you all have a great rest of your Monday, and I'll talk with you all on Tuesday.